hey photographer, welcome to the Bookmark Clients Photography Podcast. Do you want to learn how to market your business and have consistent bookings? Do you search for how to get your name out there and attract quality clients? Do you feel lonely and frustrated when you scroll through social media and comparison takes over again? Hey, I'm Brooke Jefferson. I too was trying to build my photography business while working a full-time job and trying to be an intentional wife and mama of two. I wanted to feel confident in my work, have a fully booked calendar, and grow my photography business from part-time to full-time so I could leave my teaching job and have more freedom with my family. But I believed that I wasn't good enough and couldn't do it in the mama cracks of my day, which kept me stuck for far too long. I finally decided to take matters into my own hands by getting out of my own way, investing in mentors, and not being afraid to fail forward. You don't have to stay stuck trying to figure it all out. I teach you how to build a profitable photography business through business tips, marketing strategies, and mindset tools. Charge your camera batteries and grab your coffee. It's time to ditch the excuses and book more clients. Tiffany, thanks so much for coming on the show. Tell everyone who you are and what you do. So my name is Tiffany Bastion. I'm the owner and founder of Bastion Accounting for Photographers. We basically serve photographers wherever they are through education, uh, all the way to done for you services. We just realized that, you know, in the world of photography, a creative minded individual doesn't necessarily love or have all the tax and business knowledge. And so kind of lucky for them that we do, but we love to marry that up and work with those creatives. So that's kind of us in a nutshell. My team and I really are passionate about that. And this allows us to go deeper and serve better and have really specific information to help photographers. I love that. Okay. So since you're not a photographer yourself, at what point did you decide, hey, I'm actually going to really niche in this area of serving photographers and accounting? It's funny. People ask me that all the time and I don't know what it is. Like, I think there's this idea when you work with people and you kind of start to go, who is it that I like working with and who is it I don't like working with and what is the commonality? And oddly enough, I had a handful of photographers and which were rising tide meeting and they asked me to come speak on sales tax. And it was like in that moment when I was like, oh my God, I love all these people. These are my people. Like this is, it just hit me. And like, I just kind of went from there. It took a few years to like really say it. But the moment I was like, fashion accounting for photographers, we threw it on our logo. It has made all the difference. So I, my advice, even in general, is niching down to something so specific allows you to be so much better at it and help people so much better. Wow. I'm just going to let that sit for a second because <laughs> I get so much pushback from the topic of niching down. So uh, yeah, we're going to highlight that quote because that was amazing. It's scary. Um, it's scary, but, but it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, I love that. And lucky for us, you chose us because I think <laughs> it's really cool when you can find businesses and companies that really do niche down into serving us. Because when I personally am looking for an accountant or a bookkeeper or really anything that I need to outsource in my business, I want them to know my industry. I've tried hiring other people because they were cheap, but guess what? They didn't know my industry mm -hmm. and it ended up costing <laughs> me lots of money to undo what they did. And so, yeah, lucky for us, you chose us. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. And I brought you on because you do niche in photography and because you would be able to answer a lot of these specific questions that 
I get and these overwhelming categories and topics that <laughs> photographers have. And so the the two for sure things I know we're about to dive into are talking about becoming a legit business. I love throwing in too legit to quit because once you are legit, because <laughs> once you are truly legitimate business, you're treating it that way you start seeing results of you swapping your mindset, right? And then the other thing is tax categories. So I know these are everyone's favorite topics to talk about, but they're so important that I'm excited to bring you on and really like dive into your expertise on these topics. So let's start with how to become a legit business and when. Take it away, Tiffany. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing to start with is a lot of people and there may be people listening that are like, don't realize you don't have to form an LLC to essentially be a business, right? It happens the second you take a dollar from anyone for a service. Maybe you are doing photography on the side and then you're like, oh, well, somebody paid me like you're a business. And so I think a lot of times there's this belief like you have to do some formal thing and then it starts, but that's really when it starts. And that's when you want to really start thinking about, wait, I can make money doing this thing. How do I get organized? Because I'm sure there are people listening who know how fast it grew. And then you were like, holy crap, like here I am. Like I now I'm trying to backpedal. It's stressful. But really it's thinking about business structure, right? There's you know, there is a lot of information out there and it can be overwhelming. And and I try to simplify that for people, but if I were to say one thing you could do, just go get a separate business bank account. I mean, and and I will even I will even bend to say if it's a personal account, whatever, it's just one, everything is going through that so that you kind of start off in a way where you can go back and look at everything in an organized manner. Is not the end ideal way, but like that will really get you organized. And to really start thinking about, because then you're also just, you're also seeing, okay, wait, I'm making money and I'm putting it in there. And then I can use that money for my expenses. And you start to think about your expenses and how they equate to what's actually coming in. And it, it really does kind of change your mindset. Um, funny story. My husband's a woodworker and he just started his whole side hustle thing. And I'm like doing all this with him. So explaining it to you is like, I'm realizing I'm like, that's exactly what he needs right now. <laughs> but it is business happens quickly, I think. I think you get into it and just be, it almost feels kind of messy. And then you sort of peel back around tax time or when something happens and you get a tax letter or somebody tells you sales tax or something and you kind of panic. But it's really just starting to get organized in the beginning. Try to keep your business finances separate. Try to keep all that stuff separate. If you have to keep a spreadsheet of things that you're purchasing from a personal credit card, like the whatever you can do to try to stay organized in the beginning, it's going to make it so much easier when you hit that point where you're like, okay, this is it. I'm going to form an LLC or I'm going to do that next thing and really take the next steps to be official. Yeah. Great point. And the cool thing is, is that you are basically agreeing with, I brought my bookkeeper on before this and mm -hmm. we really dove into like, what is the bookkeeping process? Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. I love the golden rule that you all agree on. And that is having a separate bank account, which that is amazing. I think where people, and we talked a lot about mindset too, but I think where photographers really get unsure of themselves is, you know, yes, I do have a business, the first dollar that I ever made, right? Doesn't matter how much mm -hmm. you charge. You now mm -hmm. have a business. You made a sale, you know, you made mm -hmm. profit. You know, one of the things is I think what overwhelms them is when is the right time to actually become an LLC versus 
do I just keep track of the sales and expenses that I did for, you know, the 2023 year? And then when it comes to tax time, file it as a business. So you can see where like all yeah, this totally. is. And I just wanted to also say like personal experience. I did not file for my LLC until probably, I don't know, a couple years in. And that's just because I did like, it was fear. It was, I was just like, it was a mindset thing. And I was so scared to take the leap. And I'm kind of glad that's part of my story just so I can show you mm-hmm. like how Same I, thing for me too, though. I'm yeah. the accountant. It's, it's just a matter of like, sometimes you don't know where the train's going and you're like, well, is this what I'm going to do? Like, and somehow that is a level of commitment. You think I have, well, I formed the LLC, then I'm really doing this, but same thing. But I guess I would say, do it as soon as you know you're going to do this. Why? Because you create the LLC. Now you have your name secure. Now you're going to get a tax ID. Now everything you do, you get a business bank account with that tax ID. You get a sales tax account with that tax ID. You do everything with that tax ID to your business and you really can separate it from you. Because later on, when you're in this messy stage, and you're like, oh my gosh, I should do this. Now you have like to split everything from before the LLC and then after the LLC. And then if someone were to say, well, when's the right time to do it? Like right now, I suppose, like I, at the beginning of a year is the, the cleanest way, but you can also yeah. do it like at the end of a year for next year, you can say it's November. Okay. I'm going to start the sell scene and start using it January 1st and get everything lined up. But I honestly just, I root for like, if you're going to do this, do it. It's a business expense. The amount that you pay for that formation and all that. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that and they wait. And then there's that limited liability piece of it too, a peace of mind that like, you know, there are different kinds of photography, but there are different, you deal with different kinds of people, but you never know when there's a bridezilla or something that's going to happen. And then you have something and your, your business is separate than your personal. There's so that there's protection in that. And it's silly, but a lot of people respect that more, right? When they see your website and they're like, oh, you're an LLC. Okay. So you're really legit. Like you're a real photographer. And I don't think that I personally don't believe that'd be the case, but I know that, but a lot of people see that that way too. So I say, if you're going to do it, you just need to do it, you know? Yeah, this goes back, <laughs> yeah, this goes back to mindset or um and really like your your level of commitment. Like that mm-hmm. I like to just hold up the mirror and say mm-hmm. about how committed are you? Because I truly believe in no plan B. So if you are wanting to run after something, run after it and commit mm-hmm. to it a hundred percent and give it your all so that you don't feel like you're one foot in and one foot out. And then whenever you have a bad month that you're like, oh, I shouldn't have a business that, you know, yeah. I just think it's, it's your level of commitment and the smartest thing you can do for that peace of mind, that protection. And honestly, to prove your commitment to your business and show your level of professionalism is to get your LLC like today. So that's Mm -hmm. item number one, go file it. It's still early in the year. You might as well do it right now. Um, There's no need to wait for a certain amount that you're making. All of those are myths. So really, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Check in with yourself, ask yourself your level of commitment and then go file for an LLC. So, okay, we got that. Now we know what we're doing (laughs) for, you know, some of those legitimate business actions and really committing to our LLC. Now, here's where it can get a little complicated. And I get asked these questions all the time. And I try to always preface, I'm not an accountant. I cannot give you guys like actual legal advice here on any of this stuff, but I can tell you based on an expert I've talked to or my own accountant or my own bookkeeper here Mm -hmm. is what I'm doing. 
So I know that text categories, especially sales text, is so confusing. And it's like the number one asked question in my community when it comes to this particular topic. And so I would love a overview of yeah. what, like tax categories. People are already like, wait, what? There's multiple? So break that. Break there that is. Down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I kind of want to um, bridge it to what we were just talking about with the LLC, right? So when you file an LLC, it's different in every state. So the, the cost is different in every state. Every state has different filing fees and different rules. So it's the same thing. I think a lot of times we think tax and we think IRS and federal government and we're done. Like, but there's sales tax, right? So sales tax is a tax that you charge your clients that you then remit to your state, but that is all done through your state. And so you have to register through your state. And every state is different just for fun. If you, you know, the fun part is people who live on borders of states where maybe they do weddings in multiple states. There's also rules when you travel into a state. So understanding their sales tax. Then there is federal income tax, and this is the one we all know, and we all file our tax return every year. And prior to even being a photographer, you had this, right? I think there's only eight states that don't have income tax. But yes, yeah, so most every state has state income tax as well. And the other thing is if you're self-employed is you have self-employment tax, which is not even any of these taxes. Like it's a whole other tax. So it's really trying to understand, you know, almost making a list. So let's say it's sales tax, federal income tax, state income tax. If you're in a state with income tax, trust me, you know if you are. (laughs) And then self-employment tax. Self-employment tax is 15.3% by itself. You know, then you have all the other things. I won't get too deeply into it. As corporations do not pay self-employment tax, that's a whole other thing. You have to be an LLC. Again, if that was something you're thinking about as corporation, you still have to be that LLC we were talking about as your base. There's, you know, payroll taxes if you are paying people, if you have people on payroll. So that's, there's that tax to worry about. But for your business, the biggest things are federal income tax, state income tax, sales tax. And I do find a lot of times people are confused. They'll be paying sales tax quarterly and get that all set up and think that's the tax they need to be paying or not realize it or think they're paying tax every January. And like that was sales tax. So just being familiar with Googling your state sales tax, you know, California sales tax for photographers. We have that guy that goes through everything. But the thing is like every state's different. And on top of being different, it's what's taxable in that state for, and then how the rate is found. So it is intricate. It is not fun. It's not sexy. Taxes are one of these things that people are like, this is not like my Instagram feed. It's not the fun part of business, but I'm going to tell you, it's probably the most empowering when you figure this out, when you start to get a hold of all this stuff, it's more empowering than anything else you're doing in your business because now you really know what's going on, right? Sorry to interrupt the show, but I just wanted to personally invite you to the SEO Masterclass coming up on February 23rd at one o'clock Central Standard Time. I am joining arms with Faith Hannon, who is an SEO and marketing strategist. And together we are going to host a masterclass to help you strategically use SEO as a photographer so you can book more clients. To save your seat, head to brookjefferson.com slash SEO Masterclass. And we will see you there. Again, that's February 23rd at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, brookjefferson.com slash SEO Masterclass. So for that photographer, that's like, wow, right? How do they (laughs) begin 
you know, really focusing on each one of these categories and either planning for it. Like what is, what are some of those actionable steps look like for these photographers? Now we've already handled sales tax as, as in like, you're giving us an amazing resource state by state Mm -hmm. sales tax guide for photographers linked in the show notes, guys, click that link. If you can't find it, email us, we will happily send it to you and go through that and figure out the sales tax. So what about the other ones? You know, you talked about self-employment tax. Is this something that we can get ahead of, that we plan of? And let me also, let me give you a little background too. I teach a pricing for profit method. And part of that is we do plan for taxes. Now, I'll be the first to tell you when we do the taxes back in the day, as in like pre-pandemic, Sometimes people could get away with 20%, maybe 25%. The last few years, we've pushed it to 30%, the the higher end, Mm -hmm. so that people could cover their bases. And I got those percentages. I didn't make them up. I got those percentages from several different people because I asked Mm -hmm. multiple different accountants. So tell me, when they are telling me that 25 to 30%, like when my bookkeeper says set aside 25 to 30% for taxes, so out of my profit, set that aside, right? What is that covering? What categories is that setting me up for success for? I mean, again, it depends because some of the highest tax bracket now is 37%, Mm -hmm. right? So, because you have to remember this business of yours, you have your Schedule C, which is a form basically where you're going to list out all of your income, all of your expenses, and you're going to be left with a profit or a loss. And also we should touch on if you have a loss, that's okay. It's not always a bad thing that might help you get money back. It's normal in the first few years of business. And a lot of people will think, oh, I didn't make any money, so I'm not filing, or I didn't make any money, so I can't. And you kind of touched on that even earlier with the LLC where I'm not making enough money too, but that's how you go to the next level, okay? So you have that profit, that comes over to your personal return, but then you have all your other stuff on your personal return like you always do. Maybe you have a spouse who has a W-2 job. Maybe you have a couple kids, so you have some dependents. So all of that gets taken into consideration. Some things I would say is you could look at last year's return. And if you know that you have it, you know, income hasn't changed a lot, you can get an idea of what that percentages when we do tax returns our tax plans too they actually show like the percent like what tax bracket you're in me too yep so and and they're marginal something people need to understand too just because it says that you're in the 30 percent tax bracket you don't pay 30 percent. you pay every, and i'm going to get this probably i don't know the exact figure by heart but from zero to like nine thousand is the ten percent then from nine to the next is like so it's not exactly that so i feel like 25 to 30 is pretty is pretty good we talked about self-employment tax. So that's 15.3%. But just to make it fun, like you get a credit of half of that back on your tax return. So that's like 7.65%. So I feel like you're really close. And if you do like 25 to 30, especially when you're talking about when you're pricing yourself, if you are including that in your thought process of all of that, then you're really creating space for the tax thing. It's just, you know, the more you make, the more they take. And it's... (laughs) It is what it is. It's disheartening, especially when you're really, really hustling in the beginning and you're getting it going and you're thinking, wow, we did this. And then you file taxes, but it doesn't have to be that way forever. That's just the beginning. Then you're going to get a hold of this. You're going to understand. Then you can start planning ahead of time. You can start really knowing it. Pricing yourself, including that in there is literally probably the one of the best things you can do for yourself. And one other thing that I want to point out is, you know, we've talked about like, yes, Filing taxes is not fun. Paying taxes is not fun, but it's unfortunately the way of life. Like it is a Mm -hmm. part of doing business. And so 
Don't listen to all the negative things that we've also thrown in here and said, and use that as an excuse of, well, I really don't want to like file taxes or register as an LLC. Then honestly, and I'm just going to be bold here. You don't need to be a business owner. Sorry. Like if you're not willing to play the business rules, you don't need Mm -hmm. to be a business owner or a photographer or any of those things. So I'll just be bold. And I will say that because Again, in other areas of our industry, when people don't play by the rules, it hurts the industry. Same thing Mm -hmm. when you don't go register and protect yourself as a business and actually play by the rules of filing taxes and and being a business owner, you're hurting the industry. So I just had to like (laughs) kind of bring that down. No, that's good because, and I know people have been hearing all this stuff about like, you know, 1099s and how they're going to report. All of this is the IRS realizing so many people are running their own business. How do they make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing? And when you, and then something to consider, you know, this happens a lot too. When you file that LLC, you file it with your state. Your state knows you exist now. You better be filing that sales tax next thing. Like they, all of this is, you know, I can't, can't imagine the job they have trying to make sure people are compliant, but there is a lot of tax law changes coming. That 1099 thing got held off till this current year. So starting right now in January, where it's nice and, you know, clean, get yourself organized. But that is true. And the other thing is when, if you have a letter or a tax letter, something comes, it just starts to get really messy. And then if you have a mess, you're hiding, it just gets worse. I totally agree with you. I think that's the big thing. A lot of, I see that in a lot of Facebook groups too, or people trying to skirt around different things. And it does, you're right. It does pull down the industry, but it also, it ends up being more work than it's worth in the end. And then they have a huge mess and they did all that extra work to go around something that now is, you know, then now they owe that and penalties and interest. So but yeah, I agree yes. with you completely. Yes, we have to we have to make smarter decisions. So the other thing that I was going to bring up was this is why you guys need professionals in your corner. I mm-hmm. did not have like, no, I didn't want to go pay for an accountant. But I'm going to tell you what, when they say the small amount you actually end up paying an accountant to file your taxes and make sure that you're buttoned up and good to go, you are going to save yourself so much money. You can ask me how I know later because doing it yourself, you're going to make a mistake hiring the wrong person. They're going to make you end up losing a ton of money or having to pay in a ton of money that really you didn't need. I I hear that every day. Totally. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. Yep. And I also will get, you know, and I love great if you get, if you're like, okay, I'm going to outsource this, but we educate our clients at the same time because it makes our life easier, our job easier. And the thing is, if you hand everything over to somebody because you're like, okay, I, I need to get an accountant or an, a CPA. And a lot of people think you have to get a CPA and you do not. I am an EA. So there's something called an enrolled agent. I can, we can do stuff in all states. It's again, kind of like these things we're breaking these industry or these, I don't know, these long centuries of people thinking an accountant is a CPA and a CPA is an accountant. Not true. But I digress. The, the point is you want to bring somebody on that does that and then you just hand them everything and then they say, here's what you owe. And then you're like, I don't, but I don't know why. Could I have saved money? Like tax planning is a huge thing that we do with our clients. You know, getting out of reactive mode and into proactive mode sets you up. It's that it is a mindset shift and it does take a little bit of time to make time to get to that place. But what a place to be when you're like, I know what's going on. I get to tax time with my clients and it's like, check the box because we're waiting for a form. We've done tax planning. We've made estimated payments, which is something else. You'll, you know, I don't want to bring on too much, but estimated payments for those income for state and federal are required. People think it's optional or they don't make enough. And it's just having somebody who can help you with this stuff. 
Yeah. Like we're talking about this right now. And if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, wouldn't it be great if there was somebody who was just like, I got you. Like, here's the things, right? Just like, you know, you guys help your client. Like I do brand shoots every quarter with my photographer and like, I just leave it to her. She's amazing. She's got it. Like you have to do that as a business owner. I think entrepreneurship, we often try to do everything for so long until our head explodes. I, myself included. (laughs) And then once you like find those things that, you know, there's that quadrant, what you're good at, what you love what you're bad at and what you hate doing. And you should be doing what you love and what you're good at. And sometimes you love doing what you're bad at, but why don't you have, when you have somebody else, you know, for me, I love website design. Like I actually design a lot of my stuff, but I don't have the time to make it come together. So now I have someone who can like bring my thoughts into fruition and that's what you need. And when you start to do that, you leverage yourself and the things that you bring to it. And that's when everything grows. It's just so easy to feel like you have to do everything or you're scared for anyone to touch your baby. Like, don't, I don't want anyone to do it. Like, you know, I get that too, but yeah. Yeah. So 100%, I think that everyone needs to either have an EA or a CPA, have an accountant. That should probably be your very first hire ever in your business, because I'm going to tell you right now, unless you, I know there's a few of you listening and y'all are lucky to be married to accountants. Go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the rest. Of yeah, you are like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the rest of you are not in, it's not in your wheelhouse. And so it's so like, you don't want to get this wrong. That's not to instill fear, but you don't want to get this Mm -hmm. wrong. And so I would definitely hire someone if this just absolutely overwhelms you or you have questions, which leads me to Tiffany has a free Facebook group for photographers and it is so helpful. And so tell us a little bit about what's it called and what kind of info can they find inside? Yeah. So it's called Financially Focused Photographers. It's so punny, isn't it? (laughs) But really, I kind of created it as a space. I, you know, to be fair, I have to approve your post, but this allows me to be able to answer your question with full resources or anything else I can help you with. And sometimes the resources aren't my own, but I want you to have that full answer because I have been, and I still am in many Facebook groups, oddly in the photographer market, but also in the CPA market. And I just see so many questions and I'm so tired, quite honestly, of like, oh, my cousin's friend's sister is a CPA and they said you have to do this, but that person doesn't even live in the same state and that's not how it works. And I want to be able to provide the professional advice that you're looking for so you can feel confident and and get what you need. And I think it's great to have a community of other photographers because we, we do have experiences and things we can share, but I always answer those first to get you what you need and then everybody else can chime in. But there's just so much. And we we all do it. We all go into Facebook groups and post a question and you get 85 million answers and you probably end up with more questions than you had before you had that one. <laughs> that is so, so true. Or you feel stupid. People make you feel like, oh, you know, I can't ask that because this group is full of people. And I get that in a lot of different groups too. So we're there to help you to answer your questions without judgment, without anything, because I'm excited you're even there trying to do the right thing anyway, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I love that you brought that up because that is why I am so protective over my group. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had a we had a former photography group with like 9,000 photographers in it. And over time, it was just, it just became too much. And it didn't feel like that small town safe space that I yep. wanted it to. So we yep. restarted it. We're looking at 500 in there, which is fantastic. I'm still surprised it grew that fast. And we are the same way. There are no stupid questions. And I will say one of the things that we've started to kind of sprinkle in and allow just because it's a smaller community are specific pricing questions and sharing what mm-hmm. they're charging. I didn't allow that in the other group because people would start to get a little bit nasty. And so yeah. I, just, I love that you said that like there's 
room to ask your question, regardless if you think it's stupid or not, because we're just proud that you're asking it and actually being outspoken and trying to find the answer. So I love that you said that. I know your community's that way. I'm in it. I see it. And I appreciate that because <laughs> this industry could be cutthroat. <laughs> oh, yes, it can. Yes, it can. All right, Tiffany, tell everyone how they can connect with you, get more information and get in that free Facebook group. Yeah. So financially focused photographers, everything is actually linked on bastionaccounting.com. I would say B-A-S-T-I-A-N, bastionaccounting.com. We're at Bastion Accounting on Instagram, everywhere, YouTube channel, all of that. I do have a, a YouTube channel. It's a lot of, if you're, if you're kind of trying to figure out where to go, like, and get started on some things, I have like the fundamental things there because it is overwhelming. But yeah, at Bastion Accounting everywhere, bastionaccounting.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your knowledge and breaking down these overwhelming topics for us. Yes, thank you. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. If you're loving the content, can you take just two minutes and do me the biggest favor? Share your love for the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share the show to your social media. I'm on a mission to transform our photography industry, and the best way to reach others is to share the show. I'll catch you on the next episode.